Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Fast nine. I'm sorry, Lee, but we have to go. I'm not a socialite, and I'm not a politician. Why do I have to rub shoulders with the so-called elite? Boss's orders. Senator Hardy is a personal friend of a guy right at the top of the FBI, or very near the top. Now, Senator Hardy has sent an invitation to you. You have to attend. I'll send Johnny and you along. Uh-uh, no goodly. <laughs> no, better get along home and change. Black tie. We're expected at Senator Hardy's home at 7 for cocktails, the three of us. <laughs> Goodyear presents The Sounds of Darkness. Tire and Rubber Company, makers of passenger, truck, and tractor tires for every requirement in South Africa's farming, commerce, and industry, bring you Lee Masters, the blind detective who challenges the sounds of darkness. Tonight's Sounds of Darkness, you will hear Tony Jay as Lee Masters, James White as Johnny Bridges, and Elaine Lee as Samantha Darlington. Others in the cast are June Seymour, John Hater, and Hugh Rouse. Now let's join the world of Lee Masters in tonight's Sounds of Darkness for two pins. Reputation, I mean. Do you mind? Not at all, Senator. Uh, my secretary, Miss Darlington. Uh, my Miss Darlington. Assistant, Mr. Bridges. I, I do, Senator. May I present my secretary, Miss Duncan? She's acting as my hostess tonight. Unfortunately, my wife is not feeling well. She had to miss the party. Uh, she's most disappointed. How do you do? Senator and Mrs. Blackwell. If you'll excuse me, the bar's at the other end of the room. Go right ahead, Senator. Miss Duncan. We'll look after ourselves. I need the way to the bar. Uh, follow me, Lee. Oh. 
anything stop for you, Lee? Please, but uh, you go ahead. We're off duty for once. I'll have a go about it. You, Sam? I think I'll be a real southern belle and have mint juice. I'll <laughs> get the barman's eye. <laughs> what does this place look like, Sam? Well, like I told you, as we came up the drive, it's more like a castle than a private house. Built, or I guess they'd call it Moroccan, Moorish style, you know, pointed windows, big dome to the room, and on a very grand scale. We're in what is obviously the banqueting hall. Grand stairway curved down from the upstairs. Really? How many stories? Ground floor and one upstairs. Very, very expensive. All set. Uh, here you are. Mint julep for madam. Oh, thanks, Johnny. for you, Lee. Oh, thanks. Wow, you see the band that's playing? It must have cost a fortune to load them away from Las Vegas. Hey, Sam, would you care to? Why? I don't know. Oh, don't worry about me, children. Go ahead and enjoy yourselves. It's later than you think. Well, how about it? Oh, Johnny, I'd love to. And I hope you put on your dancing shoes. Daddy's really going to jump tonight. Jump by all means, Daddy, but not on my feet. Hello, Mr. Matthews. Oh, I'm enjoying the music and the company, Mr. Duncan. The company? Yeah, I've been eavesdropping into some very interesting conversations. Lucky for the people concerned that I'm not a gossip columnist. Senator Hardy was so pleased that you were able to come. What's the uh, shindig in Adolf? Well, in the world of politics, nothing is done without a good reason. This particular reason is to introduce the man that the senator's backing for the district attorney of New York in the next election. Oh, who's that? His name is Meredith. John Meredith. Yeah, I heard the name. Oh, so now you know the reason for the party. But I don't know the reason for inviting me. Oh, why, Mr. Masters, you're a celebrity. That's the only reason. The price of fame. That's good for my ego, Miss Duncan. But I wonder if that is really true. Why, uh, what do you mean, Mr. Masters? Oh, nothing. Maybe I just have a suspicious mind. Johnny, I enjoyed that. Whew, that's enough. What do you mean enough? Not tired, are you, old lady? Four dances in a row is enough to remind me that I'm closer to being an old lady than I was five <laughs> years ago. What's the time, Johnny? Uh, five after ten. You think maybe we could make a duck for it? I've had enough socializing to last me for ten years tonight. Oh, I suppose we could. Look, uh, if you and Sam are enjoying yourselves, just find our host for me and I'll make my apologies and phone for a cab. You two don't have to tag along with me. Oh, here comes the senator right now. Well, Mr. Masters, I'm sorry that I have neglected you all evening. Have they been looking after you? Oh, fine. No. Everything's fine, Senator. But I think if you'll excuse me, I'll call it a draw. My bed is calling me. You want to leave? Oh, I wouldn't hear of it. The party's only just starting. Well, uh, Mr. Bridges and Miss Darlington will stay on, but I, I think if you don't mind, I'd prefer it if you'd excuse me. But it can't be a quarter after ten. You have another drink. I've had so many root beers that it's coming out of my ears. Well, some more to eat then. The buffet is scheduled to run right through till breakfast. Really, Senator, your hospitality overwhelms me, but I think... What was that? What was that? It sounded like a shot. Good heavens, I hope... Well, it came from this side of the house, I think. Let's follow him, Johnny. Don't lose him. Okay, Lee. Uh, hang on to me. I'll push him. Excuse me. Good heavens, I, I hope... I, I hope I'm mistaken. That shot seemed to come from my wife's room.
Uh, this is my wife's room. Celia! Are you all right, Celia? Uh, locked. She must have locked herself in. Oh, dear heavens, I hope there's nothing wrong. Have you any reason to suspect that there would be, Senator? Why, she was very depressed this evening. Has been for the last couple of days. And then the shot we heard, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course, the shot. Johnny, take a look through the keyhole. Does the key seem to be on that side? <coughs> no, Lee, it's not there. All right, break it down. Okay. Senator, I must ask you to allow my assistant to go into the room first. Oh, very well. Go ahead, Johnny. Looks like she's been shot. She's dead, all right. fingerprint boys have been over the place and the body has been removed. Let's start from the beginning. Right. It's a smallish room compared to the others in this mausoleum. Just the one door which we came through. Two windows, both in the wall opposite the door. Open or shut? The windows, I mean. Uh, one's closed, the other's open. Mm-hmm. Oh, but these ain't ordinary windows. You know, this place is built sort of like a Spanish castle. A very narrow pointed window and they're burglar-proofed. Absolutely impossible for anyone to have got through either of those. The body... She was sprawled over her writing desk, to the right of the door as you come in. A suicide note on the table. A gun found on the floor beside a chair. A .22 Italian pistol. And the key to the door was found on a small ornamental table right in the middle of the room, huh? Well, that's right. Oh, look, Lee, what's bugging you? It must have been suicide. The key was on the table inside the room. The door was locked. No other way out of the room. Yeah, I know. Classic sealed room. Like a darn detective novel. But it must be suicide, mustn't it? I mean, unless it was an accident. I don't like it, Johnny. But it can have been murder. If it had been, the murder would still have been in the room when we unlocked the door with the other key, wouldn't he? Well, that's what we're supposed to think, Johnny. That suicide note, where is it? Oh, the fingerprints boys took it with them. Let's see if I can remember it. It was oddly worded, I remember. Yeah, hang on, it's coming back. Yeah, I remember now. I can't take it anymore. This is the end. Celia. As you say, odd. Very odd. But its meaning is very clear. Is it? What couldn't she take anymore? Well, life, I suppose. Yeah. Well, what is it, Lee? This is murder, Johnny. Huh? I'm sure of it. But how? I mean, a room locked and the key inside, no way out? That shot. Did you hear it? Well, sure, we all heard it. Doesn't that strike you as odd? No, should it? Sure it should. This house is built like a castle, thick walls... We were in the ballroom, the other side of the place. There was a band playing, people shouting, talking. And the murder weapon is supposed to be a tutu. Yeah, now I get you, of course. Would we have heard it? No, we wouldn't. For sure we wouldn't. But we did. Well, that's what first made me think there was something screwy. What we heard was a high-powered rifle shot, not a pistol. A rifle, Johnny. And it sounded to me at the time as if it was fired outside. How about that? The open window? Yeah, have a look outside. I'll bet you'll find a couple of footprints outside the window. And maybe, if we're lucky, a cartridge case. A cartridge case from a rifle. You are listening to For Two Pins. Tonight's Sounds of Darkness... 
Brought to you by Goodyear, the greatest name in rubber. You're right, Lee. You're absolutely right. Cartridge case. Yeah. And in the soft earth of the fire bed under the window, a couple of perfect footprints. So, very interesting. How big are the footprints? I phoned the lab boys to get down here again, but they look pretty small to me. Well, come to think of it, very small. What size feet has the senator got? Hardy? Oh, no, he's got pretty big feet, I think. He's a pretty big man. Well, it doesn't always follow. Have a look next time you talk to him. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, uh, wait a minute, Lee. The senator was with us when we heard that rifle shot. He couldn't have fired the gun. That's right, Johnny. He couldn't. So the suicide was a fake job. She was shot through the window. Is that the score? It would seem like it, wouldn't it? But who? And why? Like you say, at the time the shot was fired, Senator Hardy was talking to us. You know something, Johnny? It struck me as a bit odd at the time. But didn't you think that the senator was very disappointed at the idea of me leaving? Yeah, come to think of it. I mean, what am I in his young life? Why the heck couldn't I go if I wanted to? But he was most insistent that I stayed. Unnaturally insistent, I thought. Didn't you, Johnny? Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Yeah. I've been puzzled from the start as to why we were invited to this joint in the first place. I'm no politician. I'm no use to the guy or of no interest to the guy. Not in the normal course of events. But but supposing he wanted to establish an alibi. How about that, then? What better alibi could he have than the fact that he was standing talking to me at the time the shot was fired? You're right, of course. But it is an alibi, a perfect alibi. He was standing talking to you. So he couldn't have fired that shot, could he? you get, Bob? Oh, I got a couple of good casts from outside the window. Very small foot. Must have been a very small guy. Or a woman. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could have been a woman. From where you found the footprints outside the window, would it have been possible for someone to have fired and hit the woman where we found the body? Oh, sure. It was in a direct line of fire. Yeah, I see. Oh, Lee, I just spoke to the police. Station. Close the door, Johnny. Oh, sorry. I uh, spoke to the police surgeon. Yeah, so you said. Let me make one of those inspired guesses that fill you with amazement, shall I? Oh, you can't guess this. The theory that she was shot from a rifle outside her window doesn't hold water anymore, does it? I mean, now that you've heard the doc's report. No, that's right, it doesn't. Because the doc has decided that the little 2-2 was the murder weapon after all. Am I right? For Pete's sake, yeah. Yeah, you're right. She was killed by a bullet from the gun that we found on the floor beside her body. But how, Lee? How the heck did you work that out? <laughs> At the risk of sounding like that famous detective, it was elementary. 
You see, a rifle fired at that short range would have blown her head half off to begin with. Second, the bullet would have emerged from the back of the head, and we would have found it in the room. We didn't. The wound was small, so it couldn't have been a bullet from a rifle that killed her. You follow me? Yeah. But where does that leave us? You mean it was suicide after all? Oh, no, no, Johnny. It was murder, all right. I don't get it. Then that shot you heard... I mean, the shot we all heard wasn't a rifle shot after all. I didn't say that. I said she wasn't killed by a rifle shot. A rifle was fired all right. And it was fired from outside this window. But Mrs. Hardy was killed by a bullet from the Italian revolver, which was found by her side. But that's impossible, Lee. You're forgetting that the room was locked and the key was found on that table over there. And there's no other key. We had to break the door down, remember? I remember very well. Then what you're saying proves that she committed suicide. Johnny... At the moment, I don't know how. But Mrs. Hardy was murdered. Murdered with that 2-2 pistol which we found in here. But how in the name of Judas's priest was it done? You trying to tell me that somebody shot her, faked it to look like suicide, locked the door, put the key on the table and crawled through the keyhole? The windows, you say, are too small. By a mile. They're little more than slits. In any case, they got burglar-proofing on them. The bars ain't been touched. Fanlight over the door? Yeah, there is that, I told you. But that's also tiny. Also a little more than a slit, horizontal one. But a kitten couldn't have climbed through there, let alone a man or a woman. Why the rifle shot? That's what bothers me. Why the rifle shot? Search me. Nothing makes sense to me in this business. Hey, I've got it. Huh? The rifle. Wait a minute. The rifle was fired to establish an alibi, all right. Yeah, but we've been through no, all that. No, we haven't. No. Phone the doc. I want to know time of death. Exactly I want to know it. And I'll tell you this before you phone him. What time did we hear that shot? About 10, 15 minutes after 10. Yeah. Yeah, and we got to the party at 7. Let's see. The time of death must have been before 6 this evening. Thanks, Doc. Bye. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Well? Time of death between four and six this evening. That's what he figured. But how the heck did you know he was going to say that? The rifle shot, Johnny. What other reason could there be for someone firing that shot? We had to hear it. That's why a rifle was used. We had to hear it over all the noise. And the reason was to establish a time of death. Yeah. So we would think. A time of death when the senator was talking to me. So he couldn't be the murderer. That's right. Again, we're supposed to think that. But it's him, all right. Huh? He's the murderer. Well, I'll be... He shot his wife. He shot her before any of the guests came to the party, and he rigged it to look like suicide. He couldn't shoot her too much before the party. Otherwise, rigor mortis would set in, and everyone would know that she wasn't killed at the time she seemed to be. Now, hold it, Lee. Hold everything. You're forgetting one important fact. The room was locked. The key was on a table in the middle of the room. And there wasn't another key. We had to break the door down to get in. So, admitting your theory for the time being, Senator Hardy planned the whole thing, killed his wife, shot her early this evening, and then either took the body to her room or shot her there. Doesn't matter which at the moment. But then what? How then did he lock the door and leave the only key inside? Well, that's just one little problem we have to solve. That and the suicide note. That table. The table where the key was found. 
Where is the key, by the way? It's still there on the table, right where it was when we came in here. No prints on it. Anything else on that table? No, nothing. Oh, hang on, wait a minute. Yeah, a pin. A pin? Yeah, an ordinary pin. That's all, nothing else. Wait a minute. Uh, take me over to that table. Well, it's right here. Here you are. Thanks. Uh-huh. What do you see here, Johnny? Here. Right here where my fingers are. Nothing. Oh, I see. Now, wait a minute. That looks like pinpricks. Try again. They're not pinpricks. No, that's right. They're deeper. Two uh-huh. little holes. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what they could be. They could be the holes that would be made if somebody stuck two pins in the top of the table. Or stuck one pin in twice, huh? Of course. That's it. One rehearsal. And one when he actually did the job. Johnny, I want you to get Senator Hardy and his secretary, Miss Duncan, here. They did it. He killed her and she fired that rifle shot to establish a false time of death. Bring them here. And I only wish I could see their faces when I tell them that they'll go to the chair for this. Now look here, man. Don't interrupt, Senator. I want to tell you a little story. But first... How long has the love affair between you and your secretary been going on? Masters, you go too far. I'll see your busted down so low that they won't even use you for garbage collection. We found the rest of the letter. You should have burned it. What? What are you talking about? The letter that started the whole thing. The letter your wife wrote to Miss Duncan. Telling her that she wouldn't put up with things any longer. She showed it to you and you realized that the last page could be used for a suicide note. That's when you got the idea. You can't prove a thing. Oh, yes, I can. I knew that note was screwy from the start. You see, if a suicide leaves a note, then he's very much aware that this is the last thing he or she is going to write. They spread themselves a little. They always do. And they nearly always sign their full names. A note reading, I can't take it anymore. This is the end, Celia. Might have sounded like a suicide note to you, but not to me. Not even forgive me or love. No, it stank from the start. That's nonsense. She wrote to Miss Duncan and told her she couldn't stand your love affair with your secretary any longer. That's a lie. This lie. was the end of the marriage. But that didn't suit you at all. So you rigged the suicide. You shot her, left the gun and the note beside her, and locked the door of her room. So that the body couldn't be discovered until you were ready. You're talking nonsense. Anyway, you've got no proof. I haven't finished yet. You arranged with Miss Duncan that at ten after ten, she would fire a rifle shot outside your wife's window. At that time exactly, you would be talking to me. Your only reason for inviting me to this affair in the first place. No one would miss your secretary. And you hoped that no one would realize that the shot was a rifle shot. And not a two-two. It had to be a rifle so that we would hear it over the noise. Lies. It's all lies. We found the shoes that Miss Duncan wore. They fit the footprints. You're guessing. You're guessing. The key was inside the locked room. It was suicide. You can't prove otherwise. You can't even advance a theory. You killed her. Locked the room from the outside and put the key back inside. And I can prove it. Take him away. 
And, Senator, I hope you burn for this. he put the key back inside. It don't make sense. The pin, Johnny. The pin and the slit over the door. That's how he did it. I still don't get it. Look, he shot her. He went out of the room and took the key. Yeah. He locked the door. Uh-huh. But before he did that, before he went out and locked the door, he took a pin. An ordinary pin and he tied cotton to it just below the head. Yeah, was it? Then he stuck the pin in that table where we found the key. The other end of the cotton, he led through the slit over the door. Yeah. Then he went outside the room, uh-huh. locked the door, stood on a chair or something, threaded the cotton through the handle of the key, and let it slide down. Of course. Through the slot and land on the table inside. Then he pulled the cotton free. But the pin was left behind on the table. Yeah. You know, if it hadn't been for that pin... I wouldn't have known how it was done. And our friend, the senator, might have got off. So ends tonight's Sounds of Darkness, presented for your entertainment by the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. Makers of world-famous passenger tires, truck, and tractor tires for every requirement in South Africa's farming, commerce, and industry. Join us next Friday and every Friday night at 9.30 when Goodyear will again present the blind detective Lee Masters in The Sounds of Darkness. for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.